Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Band, a podcast about bands you probably don't even like. We hope you don't know this one. With your hosts, Adam Todd Brown, Andy Sell, and Travis Clark. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pod the Halayif. Andy. Twist. Hey, Travis. Yes. Twist. 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 Uh, I'm really into uh, KBT, corn ball torture. I was just going to say, <laughs> if corn made a CBD oil, would they call it KBD? Hell yeah. Uh, whatever they could make backwards, they would do it. The B would be backwards. <laughs> the, B, the B would be backwards. <laughs> oh, I'm Adam Todd Brown, by the way. I'm Travis fucking Clark. I'm Andy. So- Andy! Yeah. So. You know it. Yeah. How's everyone been since we recorded last? Did the corn coffee exit your system at all? or It did, but not in the orifice I planned. <laughs> it went a different way. Yeah, mine it, came yeah. out my eyes. Yeah, me too. I cried dark tears. Yeah, it was Mine weird. didn't leave. It's still in there, but it's like... It like every so often will move from one apartment inside of me to another apartment inside of me without breaking the lease. I think it's subletting things well, out. It feels like a freak on a lease. Yeah, it's, it does. It's a freak on a lease, and you can't see it, Andy, because you're not looking at your own reflection. But you do have black demon eyes right now. Okay. I think the, right. the corn coffee has gone into your eyes. I was a little concerned about that because <laughs> I'm seeing people that I know are not there. Yeah. Neither Adam nor I are here and never right. have been. They are screaming and not making a sound. Uh, 100%. I accurate. really wish that this corn coffee would just fall away from me, but it is nope. not. It is. Uh, That's a weird way to say it, fall away from you. Why would you say What's that mean? Oh, it's a riff. Yeah, you got it. You know who has sweet riffs? The band Corn. Yeah, they do. What are the issues on the table today? Let's focus on the issues. On the Andy promised he's going to say that 30 times yeah, this one. episode. That's one. That's one. For those of you keeping track at home, I'm sorry. You're that bored. <laughs> we are. We're talking about the one corn album I've ever owned in my life, which is Ishes. Does one ever truly own a corn album? I yeah, believe. We don't, you, more yeah. like it owns you. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. don't own, you don't own the corn album. The corn album owns you. Yeah. We, we belong to it. I signed up for the Columbia House CD Club. And they do that thing where you get 13 CDs for a penny. And I was really struggling to find stuff in their catalog to fill out that 13. And I settled on Korn's Issues album as one of them. I signed up for those uh, that same service, the Columbia House thing. And what a lot of people don't do is they don't realize what they're signing up for. And you get billed super heavily for a bunch of other shit. So make sure to read the terms and conditions if you ever... <laughs> I was about to be like, I was going to take this seriously and be like, wait, is this even still around? What yeah, I was going to be like, one, it's not around anymore. Two, everyone knows that. But you paid it off. Yeah, it, was, uh, it, was, it was a long hike, but we got there. And I, yeah. I corn mend you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Corn grats. Uh, we're, getting, uh, we're getting off on a tangent here, so I ask once again, let's focus on the issues. Number two. <laughs> oh, fuck. What have I done? So we talked a little on the last episode about how with Follow the Leader, they only released two singles, which I think is really interesting because that was their biggest album. And you would think you'd go at least four singles. Do they call the singles Colonels? The band, individual band members are called Colonels, actually. Are they? That doesn't make any sense. They should call. But they spell it like like the military. With a C. <laughs> With a K. 
say. K O L O N E L S. Uh, oh my god, I'd go to Colonel Fieldy's Kentucky Fried Chicken, Bakersfield Fried Chicken. The the Cedar Rapids uh, Single A baseball team, uh, the, the, my hometown's Single A team, is called the Cedar Rapids Colonels, but it's K E R N E L S, and their logo, their mascots, a is a screaming Jonathan Davis. <laughs> <laughs> It's an ear of corn. Uh, <laughs> they should call themselves Cobbs, and their fans should be called Ears. Their I mean, shows at, should be called... At the very least, their tour bus should be called a cop car. Like, that's <laughs> for sure what that should be. That's okay. true. Uh, let's focus on the issues, That's please. number three, everyone. <laughs> I feel like they're forced at this point, and I need to... They like, were I never need... not forced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of... Uh... So... What do we think of that decision to only release two singles? Is that is that what we would do in how, this situation? How quickly did this come out after Follow the Leader? It came out just Less, over a year. Yeah, like a year. So I think, yeah, you, you, this is already in the works. So why? But it wasn't. They they oh. recorded, wrote and record, recorded this pretty quick. Yeah, they fast-tracked it the same way they did Follow the Leader, where it was like, oh, we just have to do this. Yeah, really well, quick. no, Life no, is Peachy. Not, 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 yeah, yeah, it was Life yeah. is Peachy. And that uh, was a bad record. So they took the right. lessons from Life is Peachy and, and learned said, nothing. Well, no, they just said, let's not make that crap again. Let's make issues, which had a bunch of hits on it, right? It did. It's got, well, it had Falling Away from Me, which is one of their bigger songs, which is yeah. a pretty big song. So to answer your original question, I don't know. Corn kind of marches to the beat of their own stock. So, <laughs> I mean, for a band that has an album called Follow Later. They don't follow any leader. Well, I think that I mean? was a, maybe that was intentional. Wow. It was like follow our lead, just fucking make records. Don't sit around and promote it. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think they they probably wanted to put something else out too because they assumed people would probably rip off the sound on follow the leader and. But maybe... people are buying the record anyway. I mean, you had two huge yeah. singles that. Yeah, and they play. I mean, for all like for all of their bad like festival experiences and everything, they are still. I mean, you can't change the fact that they are still on these huge festivals and these huge shows with you know some of the biggest acts of the time. And if they're not being well received, it's not affecting their booking. No, it doesn't ability. matter. I mean, yeah. they're they're fucking their tour that they put together themselves brought in six point four million dollars. Like they're not in trouble, right? So it's. It, I feel like this decision to only release two singles and just move ahead and make a new album. I, God damn it! It speaks to their integrity. Maybe like, that's why they only made two singles. It's because you got to do videos and all that shit. And they're like, no, we're planning a tour. We're starting this whole other thing. We're making a whole. There's no time for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe they still have to feel like they have to prove themselves in some way. But they're not. I mean, it's they're not in. They're not hurting. It, it seemed like as it pertained to the al the promoting follow the leader. It seemed like they just wanted to make another album. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah. And I think also Follow the Leader sold so well that they didn't really have to promote it after a while. Yeah, I guess also, too, at that point, you're like, this is self-sustaining. Like, whether we promote it or don't promote it, it's going to sell about the right. same amount. You and know? those two singles had music videos that played on TRL. One of them had to be retired on TRL. So they're not like, yeah, I think I, I don't I don't feel any kind of way about that. And it's decision. also there's probably a little bit of strike while the iron's hot yeah because or why the corn's hot no? right? <laughs> what pop while the corn is hot that's oh, what okay. i say sure, yeah. sure. Mm. sure. Mm -hmm. so yeah there was probably a little bit of that to it but before they go on 
to release issues. They bury the hatchet with Rob Zombie. This is like a segue. I feel like we should focus on the issues. All right. That one was for sure shoe-corned in. For <laughs> shoe-corned. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I feel like I would bury a hatchet with Rob Zombie. Like, I'd literally just go somewhere and yeah, like, go bury, bury a, a, a death utensil with him. I would think that for real. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you were like threatening the life of Rob Zombie. No, I would go someplace and like bury a weapon with him. That sounds fun. Like a murder weapon that had... Well, about a murder weapon that implicates that had, me in a crime That had now. his fingerprints on it? His finger, not again, puts me in a If he killed someone in front of you? In front of me. And you'd help him hide the body. What, if, what, if, he, what if he called you up and he said, hey, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, love how, I love how in this you're like mocking him. You have Rob Zombie's voice when he's calling you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Travis. This is Rob Zombie. Yeah. Hey, buddy. How are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just murdered my accountant. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you need some help with that? Yeah. Yeah, I did it with a hatchet. Can you come over and help me bury this hatchet? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Man. All right. I'll just have to. God damn it. See, I. I... Catch you on the family values tour, bro. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Oh, way to blur the Technicolor. I don't know. That was forced. What? That's a a white zombie trick. But you know what we should probably do? On the issues, gotcha, yeah. Very good. Uh, so they did a co-headlining tour. They sorry. did a co-headlining tour again with a rotating stage. But sans giant toilet. I really think that was what Rob didn't want to be. It could have been, yeah. With, you know? Yeah. It was called The Rock is Dead. Yeah. They called it The Rock is Dead tour solely to fuck with Marilyn Manson. Because he had a song called Rock is Dead on Mechanical Animals, which came out around this time. Right. And... The, the the funny thing about that, Marilyn Manson still called his next tour Rock is Dead. Well, oh. yeah, because he's above them. Yeah, right? also confusion in the marketplace. Who am I seeing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, chances are it's the same folks, you know? That's true, like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe not. I, I remember I was supposed to go. I had a friend who go, went to the Rock is Dead tour. Which the, one? The first. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, the corn and, and Rob Zombie. It was on Halloween night, and I was I went I tripped mushrooms instead and didn't go. But uh, or did you? <laughs> yeah, maybe I did. I don't know. Who knows? I would have gone. Rob Zombie and Corn. Like now that I have, like I really didn't like Corn when they were out. Like just their sound, yeah. and I think it was the clicky bass. Just something about that sound. I was like, why does your music sound this way? Why does it sound like you? still need to fix your instrument right right yeah and like i was i don't know i had just started listening to rock music in general because you were former way in the hip-hop camp i listened to yeah. nothing but rap and r&b till i was like 23 oh, I, years old i had you pegged for like a uh, like classical and opera guy real yeah, yeah. most people do but no <laughs> Whatever, did you ever, like, whether it was somebody who was like, I, I like solely listened to Holst's The Planets, right? Gustav Holst, that's who did the. That would be Chet Wild. Really? And then he just, like, jumped into corn one day? Oh, yeah. No. No, fastball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I listened to nothing but rap music until I saw I was uh, really high and Nirvana Unplugged came on and the remote was way across the room. So things were one way. Things were one way. Then Nirvana Unplugged happened. Right. Where are you going with this? 
just everything changed. Oh shit! Everything yeah. changed. Everything changed. Andy, listen. I'm lost. Could listen. You run this. Things were one way. Imagine uh, things. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. You have things in your head. Think of things. I'm. I'm tr- look, I'm. I'm trying. Just okay? think of things. I'm trying. Things, Andy. It's things. so difficult. All you have to do is picture things. I'm think- okay, I've got some things. All right, now they're not that way anymore. What? <laughs> exactly. What? Yeah. Everything changed. Changed. Or changes. Yeah, it depends. We're going through changes. Yeah. Hold on. Give me a second. I need. I need to breathe. Okay. Exactly. I, think right. I got it. All right. right. I got it. That's yeah. how we all felt. <laughs> That's how I felt watching MTV Unplugged that day. And I was like, oh, fine, I'll listen to some rock. But I was like listening to Nirvana a lot. And Korn just, that is a very different <laughs> yeah, sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I was looking for some melodic rock, uh, like REM with a fuzz pedal, as Steve Albini described right. Nirvana. Not what Korn's going to give you. And Korn was just not that. No. And I just didn't feel it in any way at all. Korn no, is like actually like- listening to a rock. That's yeah. like you go like if you're like if you're party hopping, you know, and you go to a party that's like, oh man, these people are all so fucking cool, and this is great, and like everybody's got beer, and there's like weed going around, and the music on the juke, oh, on the music on the stereo is awesome, and this is also fucking, and all these women are interested in me, or these men are interested in me, I'm having a great time, and then like, oh, it gets busted up by the cops, and then someone's like, oh, I know this other party. Across town, you go to that party, and it's like dudes with knives, <laughs> and there's no music and just playing. Bizarre bitter coffee that they want to sell you in a green bag. There's an aquarium yeah. with a bunch of cloudy water in it, and there's shapes moving around in there. There's so sweatshirts, you know something, but you don't know what it is that don't get shipped. They're nope. all, everybody's wearing sweatshirts without hoods. You know those like regular crew nut oh, sweatshirts yeah. that nobody wears. Who makes those? Why? I bought one at a coat hangers concert a couple months ago. What? Why do people still make those? Nobody wears them. I wear it. Stop. Hammer time. I <laughs> <laughs> get it? Because like MC Hammer had the song called Can't Touch Us. Right. I thought you this. were going to go a Pixies way with it. You went MC right. Hammer. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, the where is my... Hammer time. Brian. <laughs> where is my hammer time? <laughs> where is my hammer time? Where is my sweatshirt, corn coffee? Way out dancing with baggy pants My point on. is is that it's like going from Nirvana to corn is like going from a cool party to a very scary, weird party. I, yeah, we got right. that. Yeah, that's, Did yeah, you get that? Yeah, I got that. Do you want me to run through it again? You know what I think we should do? Focus on the issues. Thank you. Uh, it's number six. So, <laughs> both. Corn and Rob Zombie's stage show featured strippers. Yeah. Of course. Of course it, oh, Which a corn stripper anyone. must be sad. That's corn huskers. Come on. What are you doing? Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are they shucking? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the shuckers. Corn's uh, stage setup also featured a cage behind the band where lucky fans would be herded in. To watch the show. That's okay. I no, love this because this. it's no. Here's why I love it. It does imply that their fans would leave. <laughs> it, do, it, it also implies that their fans belong in prison. Both, uh, of their, both things are true. That someone would be like, "Oh, I'm at a corn concert. This is not what I expected. I'm gonna go now." No, <laughs> no. You're in a cage. In fucking you're cage gonna fucking you. watch this whole thing. You will. Watch the shuckers. Watch us have a good ass time in your cage. This is how the book. Uh, describes that the roadies would be sent to scare up a crowd of corn kids. Uh, with that's, a K. that's three K's. Crowd with a K, yes. Yeah, a capital K. 
who cared enough to spend an hour examining the colonel's backsides from behind bars. That's no one. Right. They want examining is an interesting word there. Right. Why? Because you're, if, you're, if you have a chance to stare at Fieldy's ass for an hour and a half, aren't you going to do it? No. I, now, I, now you, okay. It's you so know. well defined in those gigantic Jinko <laughs> jeans he was probably wearing. I can't tell if those are high knees or low butts. Now, okay, now I am very curious, and I have to find out which member of Corn has the best butt. This is a it's, thing I'm going to devote. It's gonna be, I'm going to go with David Silvera. He I'm, seems really I'm athletic. Gonna devote time he, to this I'm going to go grape jelly. I'm yeah, gonna say grip jelly? I'm gonna say head or okay. monkey. Which one? The Jesus well, his one. Silver bullet for tails. Me. So silver bullet for for Adam. Where, where are you going? I'm saying I'm saying uh, head. You know, I, the, my heart wants to say fieldy. I'm gonna say head has a sweet tail. But I know that's tail. probably not true. I know that probably the truth is the universal truth, which is it's probably Jonathan Davis. Probably no, that's worst, no way true. Probably the worst no one. No way true. Oh yeah, Jonathan Davis would be the worst. Yeah. 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 I bet Jonathan Davis looks weird naked. Well, he looks weird with clothes on. <laughs> I don't think. I bet he has like three nipples. Yeah. No, I bet he's got like six. <laughs> well, he had three. He had yeah. three more added right. later. So and he could suck his own dick. And they're crooked. <laughs> they're all crooked. They don't line up right. So he could yeah. suck his own tits. <laughs> Jesus they're for sure going to send us coffee now, guys. <laughs> Uh, I mean, come on, guys. They're not that goddamn scary. Yeah, they're a little scary. Uh, in, I'm going to find out. I'll report back. In April 1999, the tour stopped in Bakersfield, and it wasn't even an emergency. They stopped there on purpose. Oh, it didn't end there? Like no, it, that's where the corn story ends. They just, <laughs> in April of 1999, they went back to Bakersfield and said, you know what? <laughs> We're all going to go get the jobs we should have got before. I like the idea they pull into Bakersfield and they go, Corn, why? There's been hasn't been a band called Corn here in thirty years. <laughs> have either of you been to Bakersfield? Several times. I have not. Yeah. Tom Ryman, yeah, who I've hosts a show on the network, I've been there. Lives there now. I don't know if I'd live there, but uh, I've been through. He's got there. a nice house for cheap. Yeah, I you know I met some I met some guys that tried to get me to go up there to do a, a comedy show. I've heard those are hit or miss. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that too, and. Comedy shows? Yes, they are. <laughs> in general, just in yeah. general. <laughs> Forget location. Anyway, Bakersfield. That's I've been there, and uh, uh, Andy tweeted this because uh, I said it and I meant it. It actually does have a coffee scene, so that's real. Mm. And Buck Owens created the Bakersfield sound. There's a lot of country music history there. Uh, it's also kind of a sad dirt town. A lot of corn tree music. Yep. Too. <laughs> they should call it that. Yeah, they should. Because they're from Bakersfield. Uh, the tour had to be cut short. Because David Silvera lost the use of his right arm on stage during a show. His arm was like, oh, my God, you're playing corn songs. Yeah. <laughs> his arm was just like, I can't, I can't play this song. Listen, I'm leaving. Who's with me? I can't, I can't play daddy one more time. Uh, yeah, who's leaving? I, I'm leaving. Who's with me? And then nobody was with no. <laughs> He uh, did finish that show though, but they couldn't play the encore. Yeah. How did he fit? Like just one armed? Like just he just Def Leppard? He just Def Leppard it yeah. the whole way. You know, Def Leppard's drummer actually is a a, a convicted wife beater. That's well, why they cut his arm off. No. He, uh, quick question: Do you think if West Borland joined Corn, it would be West Corland? It would be Corn Tree Western music? No. 
Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, we should focus on the issues. That's number seven, everybody. Wes Borland was from a country music background, too. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do remember that, I think. Uh, but aside from all that, 1999, pretty good year for Corn. Follow the Leader came out. They or that came out in ninety eight. That was ninety eight, yeah. Uh but it, it went on that big late tour with Rob Zombie. The tour with Rob Zombie, Family, Family Values was a success. They signed an endorsement deal with Puma? Yeah. Because nobody was wearing Puma at the time, right? So did they make did they did they have to like do they have did shoes? Did they have to remove Adidas from their from the I album? thought you were going to ask, did they have to make the tracks? <laughs> Here's the endorsement deal. Whatever you make, you can wear. They had track suits. Yeah. The headline yeah. of this article, Corn's Jonathan yeah. Davis doesn't regret the band's track suit days. Well, that's because, I mean, they wore the track, the Puma track suits in the, you know, the South Park episode they were in. And I, I mean, they didn't wear them, obviously. But here's the thing. Like, they, they'd already had a song called Adidas at this point. Right. They were huge into uh, Adidas. And then Puma was like, what about us? And they're like, yeah. So you know what? Corn doesn't uh, have a lot of allegiance. They don't have brand loyalty. Well, no. but that's fine because there is no this, ethical consume, uh, uh, consumption under capitalism. And I feel like it's the same thing. Remember? Cornsumption, I should have said. Ice Cube uh, in a <laughs> – remember NWA when they came out wore Raiders gear yeah. all the time. And I remember at one point Ice Cube started wearing Chicago White Sox yeah. gear because yeah. they were the same colors. And in a song he said, we stopped giving juice to the Raiders – because Al Davis never paid us. Oh. And I imagine Corn mm-hmm. wasn't getting paid by Adidas. They had just written this song and wore Adidas. Yeah. And Puma was like, is Adidas paying you, though? Like, we'll give you money. Yeah. So why wouldn't they? I mean, I yeah. Like, sure. yeah, who, who needs to be loyal to fucking Adidas? Yeah. Especially when you got that Puma cash. I wear Pumas. I'm a Puma. Oh, you do? You, those are your... Uh... I'm a Puma consumer. <laughs> uh... That's a weird subreddit. <laughs> also, the, I, that pair of Puma sandals I have downstairs that I love so much, deadly. Don't wear them at all. Like, I have fallen twice in those. Oh, like slipped out of them? Well, no, they... For one thing, when it's raining, you can't wear them anywhere. They're I too slippery. I don't think you're supposed to wear any kind of open foot... But also rain. just – You're not supposed to go out when it's raining. That's true. Any smooth surface that if you step on with those, mm. you will fall. Mm. It's horrifying. I'm sorry to hear that. We should definitely focus on the issues. Number right. eight. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's only seven. I think you missed one. I think this is eight. Okay. I think. Uh, focus on your issues. There we this, go. Uh, this, <laughs> it's yeah, number nine. Half one. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so the, the, everything's going great for them. So they do the next logical thing, which is to record a concept album. <laughs> record a concept album. They decide, like I, like we've been saying, <sighs> they only release the two issues from Follow the Leader, and then they decide, let's go back to the studio and record a concept album about Jonathan Davis's struggles with addiction and depression. Do you think that And they, they rush it. <laughs> do you think that they right. were they were scattered all over the place and someone said, "Let's focus on the issues." Mm. And that's where the title came there from. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was actually in regards to um the, the 1999 presidential uh election season. Yeah, the Bush Gore thing. Was yeah, yeah, it was very much rooted in optics and um you know, uh, no, I don't want to say identity politics, but it was more or less about like who do you have, who could you have a beer with, who do you want to hang out with. Like that was the not corn. That was the convert. That was the right. conversation that, yeah. during that um, political 
Discords. Discords. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it, it was very much not about positions and policy because, you know, Ralph Nader came out of that time by pointing out that this two-party system was largely an illusion and that the differences between the two parties had become so negligible because they were both uh, rooted in corporate politics and, right. and capitalism uh, that he had to point out that they really didn't have any substantial differences in policy. So they needed to. So they needed to focus on the issues. There it is. That is the long way to number 11. <laughs> So, yeah, their fourth album, they decide we're going to get right back in the studio. It's a concept album meant to tell a cohesive story about Jonathan's struggles with drugs and alcohol. As such, no guest stars. So- Not even drugs and alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> they were the stars. That's true. Did they have guest stars on previous albums? Yeah, Fred yes. Durst showed up. Uh, I think on every album. Maybe not the first, but the they cover Ice Cube's Wicked oh, yeah. with Chino Moreno yeah, on yeah, Life is Peachy. I forgot about that. Fred Durst is all over their albums. Yeah, <laughs> You can't get Durst off of you. Once yeah. he's on you, you can't get him off. <laughs> they had Ice Cube on a song on Follow the Leader. That's right. I Okay, you're right. Yeah, so, I forgot about, yeah. Yeah. Back yeah, off, Andy. Yeah. Jonathan's dad is heavily featured in a couple of the <laughs> the earlier albums. Uh, the Dropkick Murphys on bagpipes in Life is Peachy. This is Fieldy talking about the no guests on the album. I can't There's get no, no guests. <laughs> There's no guests on this album because Jonathan is writing this album as one story from the beginning to the end. So it wouldn't make sense. As opposed some- to the other way you tell a story. Right. So it wouldn't make sense if someone came in and guest appeared in the middle of the record. It would be like, he's telling a story, then all of a sudden there's a rap guest or something weird in there. It just wouldn't make sense. Not that we wouldn't like to. It just doesn't make sense for this record. And if we do, then it's going to be a hidden track. (laughs) So there's not anybody in mind right now. That is media relations expert Reginald Fieldy Arvizu. RV, my friend, you need to... uh... Does everyone get what he's saying there? Because what he's saying is this is a story Jonathan is telling about himself. So it's like his story. And then it would be weird. And for guests to come in and say rap, it would be weird. So there's no guests. Rap, a rapidy rap. Uh, This guy's got a problem with drugs. I said a rap, (laughs) rap, a rapidy rap. We could probably edit that into one of these songs. Sex addiction. (laughs) We'll just put that at the end of one of the really short songs on issues. But it's like you can bring in guests well, as it's part a, of your story. That's, like that's always been my doesn't change anything. problem with rap verses in rock and R&B songs. I'm fine with it if everyone sticks to the subject matter well, yeah. at hand. Yeah, if everyone focuses on the issues. Right. Number 12. And most of the time they don't. Yeah. Like, I remember Bobby Brown would rap in the middle of his R&B love songs, and it would be about how much money he spends and the cars he drives. And it's like, what are you doing right now? That's not what this song is about. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you just write two different songs and put them together? And I, I kind of get where they're coming from. But also, you'd think that someone would... could have just written a verse that stuck well, to yeah, the story. Exactly. But that would yeah. oddly kind of work with this. If you're dealing with somebody talking about their drug and alcohol addiction, and they just started talking about how they spend all this money on cars and all kinds of extraneous yeah, things, like if you you're find... like, yeah, like when you're on drugs and you just go and buy yeah. dumb shit. Well, and even, even beyond that, I mean, you could find someone whose voice fits these themes, or 
yeah, you could write something for someone. You could bring in – if you're in recovery or something, you're probably going to meet other artists that are, and you can bring them on board as well. Like I, I, I think that this – Fieldy is going too far into this really kind of like – I, surface level argument mm, about this and he's just not focused I on think Fieldy's issues. saying I'm writing this whole thing and I have to get Jonathan to do the thing and I, I that's number 13 you know what I <laughs> <laughs> yeah he chimed in yeah, already thank you. you know what I honestly think part of it is is that same thing where Corn is like people are copying them whenever they put something out a lot of yeah. people start doing the same thing and I feel like they're one of the first rock bands to really incorporate guest artists the way they did and I feel like they were they were probably thinking, well, now every rock band's going to have a million guests on their next album, so why don't we put one out that has no guests? So they're going to go, they're going to strip down, go back to basics, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it got so. I quiet. don't either. I, I didn't know. Were you guys it... waiting for me to say focus on the issues? Is that yeah? Four, so there is that it is. Okay. But also, too, this is a potentially very raw subject matter and we all know that jonathan kind of had <laughs> doesn't yeah well no like there's a whole story about how like he'd have to work himself yeah. up oh, yeah, and he yeah. has these big emotional outbursts either before the show or during the show and so maybe they knew this was going to really cause a lot of internal turmoil with him and they needed to focus on the tissues because oh. he would <laughs> oh. probably thought, be crying a lot i thought you were going in a different direction. i thought there, there was going to be a popcorn joke in here Oh, because I would love to hear all, of the, all of the heat inside. Oh, inside of him, of him it just com- and then yeah. just combusts, and he. I like that better. No, yours was better. <laughs> all right, yours was definitely. They were both better. pretty good. Uh, Brendan O'Brien produced. Brendan O'Brien here. Brendan O'Brien. I'm going to be producing a corn record. You'd think I'd be producing a potato record with a name <laughs> like that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. A potato record. You know, in my country, we I don't know why I went that Whoa, way. What? I don't know why Whoa. I went in my country. In Ireland. <laughs> in potato eats you. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. In IRA, corn kill you. <laughs> went Hungarian, I think. <laughs> I don't know, if Bela Lugosi produced a corn record. Uh, so yeah, Brendan- they, my point is they carve turnips, not pumpkins, for Halloween. Got it. Brendan O'Brien. He had produced albums by Pearl Jam, Rage Against the Machine, and Stone Temple Pilots previously. Cool. Which uh, all decent bands. All very different bands. Very different. Yeah. Uh, pre-production began on June third, nineteen ninety nine. The plan was to write and record quickly, since that worked out so well with their second album. Uh, they wrote. Eight songs in the first two weeks of pre-production. I feel like, though, if this is going to be all about drug addiction... You need to take some time with this. But you're also trying to, like, clearly say, like, you have a, a point of view that's like, don't do this, don't do that. I think life's going to get preachy at that point. Guys. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, huh? All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but in the midst of recording... They did have to play just one show. Oh, no. <laughs> Woodstock 99, Woo! baby. I don't know what, what happened. Well, <laughs> things were one way. Oh, and then things had some criminal they, charges. And then they remained the same? <laughs> and then they got worse. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay, the opposite of what I said. But the thing about Corn and Woodstock is Corn went up early. They went That's up, the good move. I feel like they went up I feel like Friday night 
before it had turned into the post-apocalypse. So they were, I remember them being sort of blamed for like, like Corn got blamed for putting on a good show, basically. Because they were like, oh, Corn showed up Friday night and got everyone all riled up. It's like, oh, you mean the crowd enjoyed their performance? Yeah, I don't see the controversy here. Yeah, I don't. Controversy! <laughs> but, uh, so they missed a lot of, like, they missed all of the riots and shit like that. Well, I wouldn't say they missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I heard somebody say it once. Maybe we should. Focus on the issues. Mm. 15. <laughs> Halfway there. I love that you, you're not only enabling this now, you're fucking straight up We're queuing We're halfway it. there. I want you to achieve your goal. Your goal of what? 30 times saying. Focus on the issues. Um, 16. Okay. So one thing I thought was interesting about this, Bush had to follow corn. George, George W. Atwood <laughs> or George H.W. I feel like George. Or Barbara. I feel like any of Reggie. the Bush family would make a more <laughs> Reggie Bush reasonable following act for corn than bush in 1999 <laughs> i mean they the band bush probably had similar politics uh no because bush like i remember they had what was the album called well, well, razor, razor blade, blade suitcase? suitcase no was, was before oh, it's like the razor age blade of winters or something yeah, right razor it's blade got some suitcase, <sighs> suitcase was like 97 i think i actually bought the album and it had a really good song on it called the chemicals between us and what was the name of that? The, the science, science of, of things. things. So this was not... The Age of Winters. It's like, oh, yeah, same thing. This was not Bush at their height by any stretch of the imagination. Well, and, you know, there's only time for one Bush at a time. You know, there's only room for one Bush at a time. And there was another Bush coming in. So... That's true. They had to go. You know, Bush got big right after, you know, uh, H.W. went away. And then... They had to go away so that W could come in. And I really thought And then Bush, W had to leave so that Reggie could come in. I really it's thought the whole thing. Bush the band That's was going to That's the gonna, science of things. I thought the Bush the band was going to run in in 2016. I'd have <laughs> voted for him. Yeah, yeah, I would have voted for Bush. Gavin Rosdale is a very presidential name. It sounds like a president that like we forgot happened. But he about. wasn't born here so he can't serve here. Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh I did like that album. I like the science of things, and it the chemicals between us is a great song. But I just cannot see Bush following Corn, which feels like a crazy thing to say because I've definitely listened to more Bush than I <laughs> than I have I Corn gotcha, huh? throughout my life. But it just doesn't feel like the time that put Bush up in the headlining spot. <laughs> I mean, it's never Bush's time. Yeah, that's true. We'll Bush know. was kind of a shitty band. Like they were well, they also go all over the map. Like after this, they go like hard into like electronic yeah, shit for yeah. a while. They stop being a rock band. Then Gavin tries to do like a solo thing, and then he breaks up his marriage, and then he's like, "I need my band back." And yeah, not that I follow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Glycerin. Glycerin's a great song. Yeah. I like Razorblade Suitcase because Albini produced it. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a, it's not a bad record. Yeah, well, their first album's really Guys, good, too. Guys, okay, we should really focus on the issues. 17! We should do a Bush podcast. I, w I would do that. What well, What would we call that one? Uh, Razorblade Podcast. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Seems obvious to or me. Gavin Podsdale. My asshole, my asshole podcast? My, I got it, yeah. My asshole brother? Yeah. I got it. Okay. They have a song called My Asshole Brother? It's one of the lyrics. It's a lyric. The, yeah. I'm gonna move to L.A. My asshole brother! Yeah. 
So shortly after Woodstock, Freak on a Leash was nominated for nine MTV Music Awards. Gotta bring home that astronaut. I love that they were already nominated for a Grammy, but no. It's the MTV Music Awards we're concerned about. You gotta bring home the moon man or it doesn't count. That's true. You know? I feel like Randy Quaid said that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Dennis Quaid said that. (laughs) Uh, They attended the ceremony. Jonathan wore a white polyester suit, and it rained a bunch. Oh, so do we get to see the all six of his nipples? Six of his nipples (laughs) show through. Yeah, they won best rock video, which for Freak on a Leash that seems fair. Yeah, that's a good video. Yeah, it probably. I wonder what won video of the year. It should have been Freak on the Leash. Probably might have been probably some Eminem shit. Yeah, probably. Yeah, was that the year that? Eminem came out in 98, 99, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Eminem ends up on a Family Missy Values Elliott tour at some point. something yeah. big at that time, too? Probably. Right, but she lost that weight. Is that what you mean? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, here we go. <laughs> if you're done body shaming, Travis, Not body shaming. focus you... on the issues. Number 18. This is now a legal bit. <laughs> This is the part where you it's can not fuck funny. This bit, this is, we've definitely hit the part where it's really not funny. Sure. but it's go, it's going to come back around. Don't we'll worry. See. So their speech for when they accepted best rock video was uh, genuinely humble and nice. They thanked their fans and all the people they worked with like a bunch of assholes. Fuck you guys. Seriously. Hey, corn. Why don't you go have a fucking circle corn? With each other, you fucking cob holes. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Okay. Is that what they should do? That's, that's what that, they should do. Is that where you're, that's, you're, you're comfortable with that? Yeah, I'm totally going to get fucking cob holes. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to take it again. You're good. From the top? That's, okay. <laughs> We're going to Hey, buddy, that. welcome to Pod the Life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next day, they returned to the studio to finish working on their next album. And around this time, they decided on a release date. To finish working on it. Yeah. At this point, how long have they been working on it? Since June. Since June? Yeah. A couple months. You okay. know what they needed to do after the okay. MTV Music Awards? Definitely focus on the issues. That's 19. So that's yeah. why they decided to finish it then. Yeah. Okay. And that is, they decided on a release date, November 16th, 1999. That is just a little more than a year after Follow the Leader. And inexplicably, this is the point where the book stops. The book just doesn't tell us. They never made that record. It never (laughs) happened. It never came out. They just, the band broke up. They all all died in a plane crash. (laughs) They all died from holding the MTV Moon Man. It just got sharp corners. They all got staph infections. And they all died. Wow. Okay. They, uh, yeah, it, like, she talks in the book about how the album is coming out soon. Like, wouldn't you just <laughs> hold off on finishing the book till the, the album comes book out? book come out November 15th, 1999? <laughs> I do, like, not to be cynical, but I do think this book was just a means of promoting uh, the issues. Like it. Sounds like it. Album. Oh. Because it just stopped. Was it entire? So it wasn't entirely focused on the issues, this book. Uh, 20-ish. <laughs> <laughs> And so we pick up this story courtesy of a loudwire.com article called 19 years ago corn followed their own lead with issues. And I get it but it's a little cluggy. Yeah, they they didn't they didn't get it. 
And Jonathan Davis in that article explains a little more about the motivation behind the album. I was taking the weight of the world on my shoulders and I started breaking down and freaking out. On a I, leash. I stopped <laughs> drinking because I thought it would make me feel better, but it didn't. And that's when it really started to scare me. I stayed in bed all the time because I couldn't deal with this world. I wouldn't eat because I'd be afraid germs were going to kill me. I lost a lot of weight. Waka, waka, waka. That's Twist. that's when I went to a doctor and he gave me some drugs. <laughs> At first, I was afraid to take them because I didn't know what they would do to me or how they would affect my creativity. I mean, the doctor's supposed to tell you that. Then I started taking them and I felt so much better. And uh, that they drug they, was heroin. I was gonna say, well, this <laughs> sounds what like a guy him? we know. This sounds like a guy we know. Yeah, they. I actually remember watching some MTV special about corn around this time. And Jonathan Davis had a bottle of liquid Prozac. That was the drug that they put him on. God, difference being, he was married to someone who was invested in his well-being instead of wanting to destroy him. Right, right. Oh, 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 oh. I was like, are we still talking about? I got it. We're talking about Kurt Cobain. Got now. it. <laughs> got it. Kurt Cornbain. <laughs> got it. So Jonathan was one way. And then the pros happened. <laughs> Kurt was another. <laughs> Kurt was another. Uh, so he he was. This is a this is the thing I have insight into. Actually, this idea that you quit drinking, thinking this is going to fix all of your problems, and it doesn't. You get a while where you feel like it does. There's like a you know after that like two weeks where your body starts to even out. There's this period where like you start to feel really good, and you you like. All of the shit, the neurochemicals you've been dampening with alcohol, like surge forth and you're feeling them at full force and you feel great and you feel energetic and you have all of this. You're very upbeat and you have all this energy. But then when once it starts to correct itself again, the neurochemistry of it, your your anxiety, your depression, whatever comes back. And it's because you're not numbing yourself with alcohol anymore. It comes back harder than it ever did before. And that's where a lot of people fuck up and start drinking. That's where I always used to fuck up and start drinking again. Right, because you you have two choices. You can just kind of keep denying it or you, you could can focus on the issues. Thank you. 22. And that's what it forces you to do 22? is 21. focus on the issues. I think that's 21. 21. That, I just got another one in there that you missed. Uh, 22. <laughs> the point is, is that that's – I mean that's a thing and you you should talk to somebody about that. But it shouldn't just be like give me a drug because I'm scared. Because that's Huey Lewis's thing. Well, yeah, you can't just go. I would love to hear Corn's cover of "I Want, I a, want a New Drug." drug? Yeah, yes. I would too. I would listen to the shit of that. <laughs> would, you, would you drink? A, would you drink the a shit of that? What are you talking about? Oh no, that was not all the words I planned on saying. They, they some of them got uh, omitted. Look, pharmaceuticals are fine, and they're good for you. Within reason, they can be good for you. They can be helpful, but they are not a magic bullet. They are not a cure-all. You definitely want to seek out medication from a uh, psychiatrist if you can, but also you need to find yourself a talk therapist who can help you focus on the issues. 23. We did it. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but I, I know what you're talking about. I quit drinking in January, and I kind of went through that same thing. Yeah, it's a whole – yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's a cycle. Chaos. Yeah. But uh, now I got a vape pen with CBD in it, so. Hell yeah. And nicotine. This is a magic bullet. Well, that, I mean, this, this it's 2019 now. This was back in, you know, 1999. Right. Well, no, so actually, this article was 2018. But they're talking, okay. <laughs> it's not that long ago. 
I uh, I agree with everything that uh, I think you're focusing on the misuse here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was, I can't uh, do it for uh, that one. No, that one doesn't count, but it was also bad. Right. I want yeah. it stricken from the record. No, I can't do that. Okay, the record. I'd have to edit this podcast. Yeah, no one's doing that. that. No, yeah, that takes way too much time. What am I? Made a free time. Right. So, uh, like I said before, only corn album I've ever owned is Issues. I listened to it, I think, once when I owned it <laughs> and then sold it. Uh, the, so you only listened to it a couple of times? Right. So I would say that you probably didn't focus on the issues. Oh, right, yeah. You sort of had the issues on in the background and didn't pay much attention to them, so you can't really say that you were focusing on the issues. Right. 25. Oh. Oh, sorry. Twenty. Just, still 25. Did we break the dinger? <laughs> <laughs> you break my dinger every day. The day before the album was released, they performed it in its entirety at the Apollo Theater in Harlem. Like during Showtime at the Apollo? I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. I hope it was amateur night and they got booed off stage. (laughs) And the Sandman comes out and taps them off with the... Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, my God. Please tell me there's footage of that. We We have to find footage of this. Yeah, because what I'm not adding, uh, they were accompanied on stage by a choir, of course. Of course. Yep. And the NYPD pipes and drums section, which is disappointing. Oh, that sounds no like. No one else playing pipes and drums in New York? You I'm get sure the there are, but it's probably easier to get the cops. Probably. Of course, they probably. Well. It's my buddy Pipes. It's my buddy Drums. We're backing you up tonight. Bringing the cops, especially. This is 99, right? So this is after Amadou Diallo. Oh, the 41 shots yeah. thing? Yeah. Right? When was Diallo? When did that happen? It was right around right that around time. Right around this time? That's a bad look. That's a bad look. Well, you know what they should have been doing? Focusing on the issues. 26. Now it's just a call and response thing between you <laughs> yeah, and Yeah, it's fucking religion. It's been dude. that way for a while. <laughs> um, the album sold more than 500,000 copies. Corn piece. In its first week, debuted at number one. Has since sold 5 million copies in the corn U.S., piece. 13 million worldwide. So I'm not an expert on royalties and records and shit, but that means they at least have $13 million just off of this record, right? I think $130 million because they make $10 each. Do album. they really? No. Oh. That's, no. Do, they, do bands even make a dollar per I album? I don't think they do. May, but maybe if they were a, a, somebody of this pe- pedigree and you know, knowing that they, would, they could have negotiated that kind of deal like we get 90 cents a record or yeah, whatever, maybe. you know? Fuck. Corn's doing all right. They've made some cash. Plus, they got that six million and some change from the family values the yeah. year before. And now they But got I think that was total coffee. that was total take. So they uh, would so have had to split they that among give the that, bands. Yeah. And fuck you gotta pay for Incubus's catering. That's a, yeah. at least twenty bucks. <laughs> Those pussies can eat. All they eat is fucking lettuce. They're like rabbits. Uh they kept Incubus in a cat in a cage with one of those like water things yeah. with the ball in the in the they, straw yeah, that you they, gotta... and they run on that little thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wood chip. They gotta change out Incubus's wood chips. Ah, uh, Brandon shit all over the wood chips again. <laughs> so this album, sixteen goddamn songs. That's a lot of issues in an incubator. Okay, sorry, I sixteen yeah. songs. That's a lot of fucking issues. That is that is a lot of issues. Yeah. They they should have focused on them. Okay, that was don't count that. Don't hit that. Okay, don't hit that. I'm not proud of that one. All okay. right, uh, so it's probably- take one away. We're back to 25. Yep. <laughs> it's probably their yeah, hit lo- the arg thing. The whatever takes one away. There we go. 25. <laughs> so it's probably their longest album, if nothing else, at least up to this point in Corn's story. And 
listening to it again now, like I said, I get why I didn't love it because I was so into Nirvana and yeah. this and Nevermind are radically different. Well, albums. when you're and when you're first discovering rock music, and especially if you're if you're if your entrance into it comes in the form of something as big as Nirvana. It it's it's hard to keep your perspective, and it it is hard to focus on the issues. Back to twenty six. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but listening to it in retrospect, I would argue it's not a terrible album, and I think probably at least up to this point, the best Corn album. And I'd say a bit iconic for the band because the the voodoo doll rag doll thing becomes kind of their calling card logo for doesn't mm-hmm. fieldy like dresses that thing or something i think he is that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was fieldy it's just crazy uh the singles on it are pretty great following away from me is following a, away from me is a jam following away from me yeah make me bad make me bad is make good. me bad for me somebody someone somebody yeah, those are good. all good songs uh beg for me is not a single but i think that's a really cool mm-hmm. song mm-hmm uh, is that about drugs? It's all about drugs. No, so he literally just f- focuses on one issue. He doesn't. Well, it's he's about... not focused on multiple issues. Got it. Yeah, it's eh, fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it is. It it's it's a dark album. It's a very heavy album, and it's a. It's not a. There is no joy in this album. Mm-hmm. I yeah. will There's say, no got the life on this album. No. Here, here's what's interesting that you bring that up. I have a very specific random corn memory in my head. I was uh, reading an article. A kernel? A kernel. A little kernel. I was reading an article by somebody in Buck Cherry, like an interview with them, right? I, I don't even think it was Jason Todd, the main. No, it was. It was him. And he was like. Oh, the Robin that the Joker the killed. The Robin that the Joker killed slash the lead singer of Buck Cherry. <laughs> He was like, man, this new corn record's awesome. I can't wait to fuck to it. <laughs> Talking about issues? I focus so. on the issues? Yeah, it's 28. Yes, I believe that's the one he was referring to. Uh, that is quite a quote. You can't fuck us on the issues. <laughs> <laughs> Not a ding, but I'll take that high five. Uh, but... Yeah, you can't fuck to this. That's ridiculous. No. This song is this album is so good. <laughs> Take that challenge. I mean, like you, you it's it is their most mature record. I would agree with that. That it's so far up to date, you know, at this point. But it's not like it's also not particularly mature, you know. It, it's it's a I think it's a very juvenile approach to a lot of this subject matter. I'm going to yeah. have to reread the lyrics and like go, pour over it really. But there's I'm not have to focus on the issues no, as like, I do it. All in the family. On this, no, no, or no knickknack, no, paddywhack yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no nursery rhymes or 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 homophobic slurs. Call each other yeah. the f word. Um, Fuck. No, not no. that one. Right. Friend. Uh, <laughs> definitely not that one. Formidable. Okay, Fred. Uh, let's focus on the issues. Yeah. Twenty-eight. I thought that was twenty-nine. I'll take twenty-nine. It's 29. 29. I'll, uh, I, uh, I raise my call to 29. I actually feel like it might be 30. I might have snuck one in there, but I'm going to go ahead and give myself one more. We got time. Yeah, we got time. Well, maybe you should just... I'm not doing it now. Ah. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> what, are you, what are you kidding me? Been what are you, you're, not a fu- you're not a fucking organ grinder there. I'll grind your organ, buddy. Yeah, you yeah. will. Hey, now. Yeah, we're talking about corn and organs. Hooray, hooray. Corgans. Corgans. Billy, Billy Corgan. Corgan, the ghost of Christmas past. It's Uncle Fester, and he's sad. <laughs> uh, 
one thing about this being 16 songs long, there's a bunch of songs that are like a minute or a minute and a half. Those aren't songs. Well, here's the thing. I think those really short songs demonstrate the problem with Korn musically. Mm-hmm. All those really short songs are great because they never get to a chorus. <laughs> they never the, a cornice. Yes. Every cornice sounds exactly the same. Yeah, like it'll go from a really interesting uh, verse musically to just crazy detuned loud guitars and Jonathan Davis screaming at whoever hurt him in that song. Mm-hmm. But the verses are, especially on this album, are all really interesting yeah and even some of the cornices are good um corny chorus whatever because <laughs> a lot of the times i think it sounds like he's just trying to be mike Patton. like there's a uh, thousand there's percent. a lot of yeah. faith no more aping especially and, in the chorus and phantom moss and all yeah. of the other yeah. uh mike Patton side projects uh which and i like i mean as a faith no more fan and a you know guy who's always interested in whatever mike Patton's doing whatever i like it whether i like it or not uh you know, it's not bad. Like, that I was like my to, main criticism you know? of Corn when they came onto my radar. It was like, I I like I've better versions. Yeah, patent. I got better yeah. versions of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, uh, and there an, is, it is therapeutic to just scream at whoever hurt you. I mean, I don't think you should make every song about that. Yeah, but it just—I don't know. Every on this album, every time they get to the chorus, I'm kind of like, mm, mm-hmm. all yeah. right, yeah. La, but it's still a. It's a very listenable album. It's I, oh, yeah. I do think it's yeah. their best album, yeah. at least of the four we've talked about so far. Uh, there's a song. There's another song about his dad. This time called "Hey Daddy." Hey Daddy. What and was, "Hey Daddy's a pretty good song. It, it's a really good song. Yeah. <laughs> what was the first one called? Was it not called "Hey Daddy"? Daddy. Oh, Daddy. just oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. This is "Daddy Part Two." Hey Daddy. Yeah. Daddy's home too. <laughs> Electric Dadaloo. <laughs> Daddy's home too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking John Lithgow's in this one. But, uh, yeah, Hey Daddy is a really interesting song. Should we listen to... Let's give me some Daddy, Daddy. Have you not listened? Let me put my Daddy hat on. I don't know if I made it this far. And uh, we'll just listen to this song, because like I keep promising, we're going to do a thing where we listen to all their singles. And I think most of their friends are singles. This... Yeah! Hey Daddy, how you doing? It's me, Jonathan. Some things are really nice. Hey, Debbie. I'm hey, Debbie. Debbie. This is a it's cool a, song. Is it him going, wow, 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 It wouldn't surprise me, because right. for the longest time, I thought Got the Life had a, a female back, background singer. But it's just Jonathan going, This is a lot of what issues sounds like. Is there will be these like pretty this interesting is, verses. This is a Mr. Bungle song. One hundred percent. And now here's the chorus that you're And then every chorus just sorta of sounds like this. And I even like some of the choruses, you know? Yeah, I mean they're not all bad. Falling Away From Me has a pretty great chorus. You know, I'm sure that if I were to read the lyrics while listening to this, I would be like, uh, no, this isn't good. I'd argue you probably could fuck to this song. Well, that song. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, so. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it'd be, it'd be weird. 
but you could do it. I think beg for me is about fucking. Probably. I thought it was about drugs. And beg for me is another, I think, one of the better songs on the album, but it wasn't a single. So I'm fine giving it a listen. And I, I love the opening song, the bagpipe song. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, I like that, too, because it's actually... It's a weird use of bagpipes. Right. It's not what you're typically used to. It's in to, a corn song. Yeah, it's a little weird. But it's not what you're used to when you hear bagpipes. Like, for example, like a Dropkick Murphys record or a, um, who else was doing bagpipes? Corn. <laughs> corn. Yeah. House of Pain. House of Pain. Yeah. The uh, NYPD Pipes and Drums section. So this is Beg for me. This is another song that I think gets really interesting during the verse. Everyone is looking at me. It's, it's, it's so uh, silly to this, me. Yeah. I can't get you out of bed. There's evil in his head, guys. I mean, it sounds like someone... Will you just let him boy? It really sounds like someone was like, I have an idea of how to make a corn parody song. Well, a corn parody song that, that, like, if it's corn doing it, it's just a corn song. I know, but it sounds like someone who was making fun of corn. And making- Will you beg for my? You know what month it is right now. It's going to be my. 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 It's going to be my. All right. So that's Ishes. I guess we focused on them. Yeah, we, I mean, look. I'm going to be sad when we're not focusing on the issues 30. anymore. Um, uh, that would be now. We're done. But I'm glad we're done. <laughs> hey, well, Dad. we've got at least one more episode of this podcast to record. How are we going to fit nine more records into that? We have two more to record, right? This is which episode? This is, is episode this? five. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Wow, that went So we quick. might have to do, <laughs> maybe we'll do eight episodes. We don't know. Oh, Lord. We'll see. To be continued. To be concluded, possibly. We could always do a second season. That would be easier for me. Oh, we could be like the book and just end here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, 19 years from now, pick up and be like, here's what happened. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll do a second season. You never know. You never know. I mean, if we do a second season, we're going to have to do it really fast. Yeah, if we could do that, if we could do a whole second season in like... In a year? In like an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Just... There it is. There it is. So, that's our episode. We're getting getting close to the end. Close to the end. (laughs) I like that our impression of Jonathan now takes all three of us. Yeah, it's a group effort. It is. Twist. Twist. It is the twist. Hey, Travis. Yes, sir. Twist. Ah, there's twist. Tw- oh, double twist. Twists all over the place. Twist. There's so many twists, you can't focus on the issues. I mean, that was too many. Uh, so many. Now we got to start now over. I just reset the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now we got to do it 30 more times oh, before this episode it. ends. We <laughs> flipped the odometer. I, uh, I'm broken. Yep. Yeah, yeah. This I'm broken, Daddy. <laughs> there's something dark inside of me. My, I'm doing a podcast today. Someone tweeted at me that they never realized the lyrics to the chorus of Got the Life is God paints me in every scene of life. And I've listened to it 
so many times trying to make it sound like that. That's what the lyrics are? That's what the lyrics are? Apparently. It makes sense, but... Doesn't? It's. I mean, I I get the paints, because he he either says paints or pains. Mm. He either says, God paints me or God pains me. And then apparently the next line is, in every scene of life he wants to see. But it sounds like the more I see the light he wants to see, which doesn't make sense. I also feel like Jonathan would say, God pains me in every scene of life. Like, but not if th- those aren't the lyrics. If he's saying, God paints me in every scene of life, it's just the word every. But I can see Jonathan Davis saying the word every and having it sound like the more I. All right. The more I. All right. Yeah. Do we know if All he, right. Does he have a uh, My. speech impediment? No, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Go. Is he Ann Ramsey? <laughs> he's Ian Rand. <laughs> <laughs> of new metal that's jonathan davis yeah because he was carrying the, he was he was shrugging as atlas right yeah he mm-hmm. shrugged as atlas hey that's a good place <laughs> he probably also will collect social security like a fucking hypocrite like a fucking hypocrite he probably won't need it i don't know man i don't know <laughs> seems like a good place to end yeah yeah it's great what do we have to plug we'll probably talk about the untouchables album next episode and then either the untouchables album starring kevin cornster and sean cornery (laughs) right and andy corncia and uh, whoever um uh, it's about alcorn poem yeah god damn it i was trying to get there directed by brian head (laughs) lapalma So next episode we'll we'll talk about Untouchables and maybe the rest of Corn's album. Alcorn oh. Pone. That means yeah. two things. What? <laughs> two things. <laughs> Corn Pone. That's a nickname. You know that that's like a hick, a no. hillbilly Corn Pone. You never heard that? I've never. Have you heard that? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm from the Midwest. That's new to me. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. How about this Corn Pone? Yeah, yeah, I'm a total Corn Pone. Real this guy Corn Pone. Focus on the issues. <laughs> uh, Thirty-two. So what do we have to plug before we get out of here? Listen to Heart Shape Pod. Listen to $3 Pod, y'all. Watch Corn Unplugged when they bring out the <laughs> cure because I just can't believe it happens. If you're listening to this for free, meaning we've already finished and now we're releasing ep- everything for free, give us a good rating and review on iTunes. Yeah. Please. Mm-hmm. What, was the, what was the name of the thing you just Corn Cornpone? What was it? Alcornpone? No, but what was the name that you said? Is a thing that I'd never heard of. Corn pone. Put corn pone in the review. Say that in the review. <laughs> yeah, and we'll send you something. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll or focus going. on the issues. Say focus <laughs> on the issues in the review. That'll be easier to spell for everybody. Yeah, say we do a good job of focusing on the issues, which is the opposite of true. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not true, but it will let us know that you listen. Right. Uh, so do all that, and uh, I don't know. Well, uh, fucking Patreon.com slash Unpops. You'll be fine. <laughs> We're all – this is taking a toll. It has. <laughs> you know, God paints me in every scene that he wants to see me. Every in. scene of life? Yeah, every scene that of life. That he wants to see? Yeah. Oh, I say. <laughs> My word. <laughs> That's what he says after that is, oh, My I word. say. <laughs> No, I want him to say, my word. <laughs> I'm Jonathan Davis of the band Corn. My word. Daddy. 
Hey, Daddy! Daddy, do you have any great Pupon? You think you're better than me, Marilyn Manson? Who? Great I'm Courtney Love! I've murdered a man! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's get out of here. Andy, say goodbye. Goodbye! Travis, say goodbye. Oh, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs>